Come be part of the conversations that happen around my kitchen table. He's John Brannion, and he's been a stand-up comic for more than 30 years. She's Amanda McKinney, and she's been my daughter for her whole life. Our family believes laughter is a gift from God. We often discover it while discussing culture, faith, and family. So go ahead and pull up a chair, neighbor. Can I call you Carl? There's plenty of room here for you. (laughs) What's up, Carl? Carl, can you put... Cheese on stir fry. I submit that you can. No. I think a cheese person, which I am not. I'm not a cheese person. That's why you think you can put it on stir fry. But my beloved daughter is a cheese Listen, person. There's, I, there is a difference between a person who likes to just eat anything at all, food, any food at all, mm-hmm. and a person who likes cheese. Because if you like cheese, then you like it. You like good cheese. You don't. You're not just going to eat it on a shoe or something because that's desecration like if you really appreciate the thing you have more judgment than that some people but a cheese person is a person who will eat just cheese no you're describing you're describing the person i'm married to well you're describing i was describing when i said a person who will eat literally anything i was describing like a raccoon or something like you can't You can't just go off of that. They they will eat just right, for the sake raccoon, of eating. A raccoon will eat garbage. Right. For just for the sake of eating. But not because they like cheese. Soul a goat. And you're like, if you're a cheese person, then you'll eat it on anything. Like, no, because I'm a cheese person and That's not an a raccoon. That's an interesting question. Do you think animals eat stuff because they like <laughs> it? Or do you think that they're programmed to eat certain foods and so that's what they eat? Uh, uh, both. I think they're programmed to like certain foods. But like a... Like a a raccoon, it's rolling around, it's digging into the garbage and pulling it out. They do have certain things you they won't You think they're eat. like, yum. Yeah. You think a dog, when yes. it's chewing on a dead squirrel, it's there like, There are videos mm, of this dogs rejecting broccoli. This rotting corpse. Right, but they'll eat They'll eat terrible things out of the garbage, well, they, and then they will refuse broccoli right. and the grape. Right, They but they have preferences. They right. they think some things taste good and some don't. So t- so that they they eat for, uh, for pleasure? Well, they, yeah, they eat because they enjoy whatever the thing is that they're eating. And then they refuse to eat whatever they don't enjoy. So so do you think you a dog would eat stir fry if it had cheese on it? It might, but I would not. And and I wouldn't put <laughs> How about a raccoon? cheese on pancakes. How about a raccoon? Would and a I raccoon? wouldn't put it on a trash lid. And I wouldn't put it on... Would a dog eat a raccoon that was covered in cheese? Probably. Mm-hmm. Well, some dogs don't eat cheese, though. Yeah, that's true. They won't eat. Not very many. Most dogs will eat cheese. I don't know. And dogs love blueberries. Beagles they, love blueberries. They do. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. I've been waiting to tell you this. You don't even know yet. Oh, good. I love it when we do this. I love yeah. it when we have surprises on the podcast. So you know that we just came back from McDonald's. Is it okay if if uh, Carl hears this? Oh, no. Crap. I'm going to have to. <laughs> Carl, could you leave the room? I know that, we just, that you just came back from McDonald's, but Carl doesn't know that. We just came back from McDonald's. I... During the summer, I take the kids to different places when we do our read-alouds. So they don't have, like, paperwork school and video school to watch, but we do still read together. But we never stop learning, do we? We never do. So we take adventures. And so we've gone to the park several times, different parks around town several times. They seem kind of excited about it, too, because they're the ones who told me, we go on adventures every day. Yeah, we do. Well, Mm -hmm. we try. And we don't, it's not always huge. Like, once we literally just spread a picnic blanket in the backyard. So we right. didn't go very far, but 
You just um, do something unusual. Actually, I had Colin call McDonald's this morning. I was about to do it. Really? And he kept pestering me because I wasn't. called ahead? Well, because for like last year, I tried to go just to work on the computer mm-hmm. and their dining room was still closed for COVID. Oh, I see. So I want to make sure that we could even get in the place. I thought you were going to call ahead for reservations, which would be Well, essentially, hilarious. that's what I was. I was like, okay, are you open? We will be there at 1045 and we would like a table. A table for five. Near the play place so, for five. So I said I was going to call ahead. I said, I don't even know if their play place is open at this point, guys. And Colin was like, well, you can call him. And I said I was going to. But then I didn't get to it fast enough, and he kept bugging me. And I said, well, do you want to call him? And he goes, yeah. And I was like, seriously? And I That is something you would have never done at his age. Right, I know. And so I, I pull up the number, and I said, what you're going to say is, good morning. I was just calling to ask if your play place is open. And he goes, okay. And then I was Got like, it. Okay, really? You're going to do this? You, and didn't he was have, like, you didn't even have to write him a script. He but goes, like, yeah. if they say this, then go there. And if they say that, do something. No, in else. fact, he wasn't. He was just going to go in cold. He was like, just going to wing it. I was the one who said, by the way, here's what you're going to say <laughs> when you call. He was just going to trust his instincts. Yeah. To, yeah. And here's the thing about I my kids. I appreciate that confidence. They're weird homeschooled kids. So we don't, they don't call very, very many places very often. Like, we don't right. have a lot of training. They talk to people on the phone after I've well, already been talking. McDonald's to them. probably doesn't get a whole lot of. I guess I don't know, but McDonald's is not a place that I think I've ever called. I've never called a McDonald's. No, I don't think I had reason. prior to today. Oh, here come the kids to show you something that they found. What you find? Oh, they found a toad. That's not a tiny toad. That toad is enormous. That toad is the size of your face. They came in with a tray and it's got a frisbee over the top of it. They pulled the frisbee away and there's this giant toad laying there all spread out on his belly. It's like the size of a dinner plate. Giant toad. Yuck. I like those. Last or a few years ago. It was like three or four years ago. Three or four years ago, they caught a million itty bitty teeny weeny little toads they were yeah. like the size of a uh, like a dime yeah. they would fit on a dime they must have just like converted from their tadpole stage in a in a nearby puddle are toads tadpoles are they not i Do don't they think just they are. To- hatch that would explain it like wherever their mother had laid them they were all just emerging from that place because they were all over and we managed to catch a bunch of them okay toads i think toads uh how are toads born? <laughs> this is super important. Well, you're now I be, don't know. You're going to be kicking yourself when you find out the subject of this story. Most frogs and toads begin life as eggs floating in the water. Most. That doesn't tell me everything. It really is interesting. Do toads start as tadpoles? After toad eggs are fertilized, most hatch into tadpoles, becoming Yay. fully grown adults. Instead of legs, tadpoles have tails. Yeah, we all know. I'm wondering if they were in our water table or like mm. the downspout or something like that. They were close and we just found so them. So they do become tadpoles. I didn't know that. I thought that they, I guess I never thought about it. I guess I always pictured itty bitty teeny little eggs and toads cracking out of them. Yeah. Like the little chicks or well, something. These weren't big. Like they were, they were apparently adult toads because that's the form they had taken. Their bodies looked like toads, but they, they were really. They small. looked like toads, but they were teensy weensy. Little little guys. Little so, nano toads. Anyway, like, like little robotic nano toads that have been programmed to come in and videotape us and listen to us. I'm saying that we went to McDonald's. <laughs> You know this, but you don't know. I was trying know. to see if I could get you to forget where we started. You can't make me forget. You don't know. What you don't know, Carl or you, 
is that we are the reason a mother stormed out angry. What? <laughs> yep. What? You guys made yep. somebody upset at McDonald's? Yes. Well, specifically Colin did. Colin My did. My eight-year-old upset a mother. Okay. Well, are you going to tell us a story or are we going to move on? I didn't even know what, I didn't even hear it. I'm sitting there reading my book and I hear the woman behind me yell at her son, come here. And he goes, what? And she goes, you're not in trouble. I don't know whose kid that is, but he's not just going to sit there and talk to you like that. That's what she said. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh crap. She's probably talking about mine. <laughs> but at the same time, she was. Your homeschool kids who talk differently than other kids right. because they just say things. And right. But at the same time, I hadn't turned around to look at her, but I could hear her talking to her son. And you know the Indiana accent when you're talking. You know how you and I talk one way, but there's another way that some of our Hoosier yes. friends our talk. Hoosier, our Hoosier friends say spatial. may indicate. Um, I'm going to sing spatial music. It may, may indicate like socioeconomic level. Yeah, there's a, there's a know, redneck Hoosier. Their education might. Right. There's, there's a redneck Hoosier that is that is almost indiscernible from, yeah. uh, like Kentucky, well, this, Tennessee. Well, she sounded like she sounded like she may have been the kind of girl who would who would feel comfortable in a smoky bar with you know uh -huh. a lot of uh -huh. CD characters around. Not to stereotype. But. No, I didn't see her at all. I just heard her behind me. Oh, I never even you never did see see him. Nope. nope. Because I was like, I'm not going to get involved. But it had to be your kids because your kids were the only other ones in there, right? There were like little, there was one other family with very little kids. But mm -hmm. yeah, it was my, it was Colin. I know for sure now because I asked Colin after she, she, she was loudly trying to get me to turn around and talk to her and mm -hmm. ask, are you talking about my son? Oh, I'm so sorry. About I'm so sorry. And I was like, nope, not going there today. <laughs> you just read your book. Yep. I pretended like I, I didn't pretended hear it. you were deaf. Yep. Actually, at one point, I looked up and I looked over to see if I could see what Colin was doing. And he looked, he didn't look guilty. Right. Like, he looked completely unassuming. And right. I'm like, okay, he doesn't think he's in he trouble. He doesn't think he's in so trouble. So, I'm just right. going to keep looking at them. Like, I have no idea that this woman is steaming behind me. And she goes, I'll get you some ice cream on the way. I'll get you some ice cream, but, you know, you don't have to stay here. And then she says, this was my favorite part. Then she says. I will program you for destruction. And listen, if somebody ever talks to you, if somebody ever asks you something like that again, you can just tell them, you're not my boss and I don't want to play with you. That's what she said. So well done, mom. So she. So I assume leaves. you got the details from Colin. Yeah, as soon as she, as soon as she was gone, as soon as I heard them walk away, I was like, "Hey, Colin, come here." And I said, "What did you say to that kid's? What did you say to that kid? His mom's angry." And he goes, "What? She's angry <laughs> at who?" And I said, "I think she's mad at you, but I want to know what you what? said." And he goes, "Oh, I asked him what did he say," and that's when I that's when I knew, yeah, I'll get, I'll get there. He says, "What did he say?" And I said, what do you mean? And he goes, because he said, oh, my. And then he trailed off. Oh, he's not allowed to say, oh, my God. Yes. And so that was, so that boy that's a cuss word to Colin. Took the Lord's name in vain. Right. According to Colin. And he wasn't even sure. He said, he might have said, oh, my gosh. But I asked him, what did he say? Mm -hmm. And he said, he, the little kid looked sheepish, like looked up at him because the kid was smaller than Colin. Right. And so he immediately could detect just from Colin's voice that he didn't approve of whatever was said. So oh the kid lied and said something like, I said, oh, offer or oh something like Oh, my shocks. That. Yeah, some, yeah, something. He made something up. And then Colin didn't accept that. He's like, what did it sound like? It sounded like you said, oh, my. 
and then he trails <laughs> off because he's eight. So, uh, uh, so there's this playground dispute. He's going to get to the bottom of it. This yeah. is the way that your children interact with each other. Yes. This is the way the siblings interact. Yeah. Did that kid have a sibling present or was no. this an only child? It's an only child with that a mother who probably says, oh my God, on the regular. All the time. Yeah. yeah. And she heard it. But here's the thing that occurred to me. I was like, why was she so hot so quick? I know for a fact that she was back there listening to us reading our read-alouds, which includes reading the Bible and reading stories of Christian heroes. So we had read several things in her presence. She could hear that we were those crazy religious bigots who actually teach our children like some morals and stuff. Right. And, and so she was just so looking for some way to be offended. My religious bigot eight-year-old says to her kid, what did you just say? Because he has standards, right? And she also has standards, and her standards are: next time a kid asks you a question like that, tell him you're not my boss and walk away. <laughs> Emery, we're podcasting, so go play with the toad. Great. Go play with it, toad. You'll probably find go a lot of them. Go play with that giant. It's raining today, fat toad. So you'll find a lot of toads. Oh yeah. Well, that's that is similar to um, that's along the same lines of what I wanted to talk about. If you have a you have a culture out there, and this came up on Water Break this mm-hmm. week. Um, we had a guy who got canceled. That was Gabe's word, canceled for uh, talking about the family values, basically, and he mm-hmm. triggered some people. Um, on the Fight Left East Network? No, 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 not on the Fight Left East. He was doing a he was doing a conference. Actually, he did a couple of conferences, two different times, but. Yeah, he, he said some things that got back to the college. He's a college professor. Mm. And and so the mob came after him and wrote to the college, and, and he got written up for Title I violations, which are, you know, it's it basically anything you do that's, that's uh, prejudicial or uh, discriminatory, you know, and for anything, skin color, you know, having calling on boys more often than you call on girls. That was one of the things that he got accused of. Mm-hmm. Um, favoritism, all of these vague things. But, yeah, you've got a culture now that is uh, it's programming kids. And apparently it's not just a public school. Apparently it's also the products <laughs> of public school yeah. who now have children. Yep who are, you do not need to answer a question. You don't need to justify. That person is not your boss. And while it is true that Colin is not that boy's boss, and it's true that you don't necessarily owe an explanation to strangers for anything, it is a really, really uh, bad idea to program children to be like that, to program children to, to just dismiss people as, well, you're not the boss of me, as if somebody who's not your quote-unquote boss calling you out for some sort of misbehavior can be dismissed because they're not your boss. Well, I did tell Colin, my lesson to Colin was, okay, in the future, you it's not necessarily your job to make sure that other kids say and do what's right because you can't can't control them. But it is okay for you to say, I don't say words like that because I have respect for God's name. And if you wanted to say that, it still probably would have upset that boy's mom yep. because, and this is what I said to him, she probably doesn't respect God's name very much. And all of that would have would have lit her hair on fire even further, I'm positive. 
And that's her problem, not ours. Like the fact that she came in looking for a fight, again, most likely because she already had some stereotype. She's already got guilt. Some stereotypical prejudicial view of my family in the first place was already going on. And then one of these, you know, one of these outgoing kids comes up to her. Who, he was being friendly with them. They had been playing tag. Colin loves sure. to include other kids in all of these different games. They were. He was a dinosaur and the other kid was running away and, you know. And so all of it, it was all fun and Mom games put the kibosh on that. until the little kid says, oh my God, or what Colin thought was, oh my God. Right. And he asked him, what did you say? And the kid felt the need, whatever he did say, the kid felt the need to make up, to cover it up. something up to cover it up. And I said, I explained that to Colin too. I said, the fact that you are a bigger kid means you actually do have a lot of influence over little kids. He mm -hmm. wants you to think that he's cool. So if you were to say, oh, we don't say that in my house and I don't like to play with people who have disrespect you know, for God's name, that would have made a that would have had an, an impact. impact on him. That would that will have more impact someday than his mother's right. words. Right. And I, I said, you know, the best I could to an eight year old, I said that that could be part of why she's upset because mm -hmm. part of her kind of knows that you are steering her son in a way that she's never going to be able to. Well, part of her kind of knows that you <laughs> are reading aloud to your children right. and she is not. Right. And you don't have to say anything. Right. That's just... I'm I'm reading, you know, a stack of books and reading on my own time while they're playing. After I was done reading to them, I'm reading to myself. Right. And she's sitting there scrolling on her phone, offering to bribe her kid with ice cream because he shouldn't have to explain what words are coming. Right. Out of his and mouth. she's bribing yeah. him with ice cream. Why? Well, because it's to make him feel better. Well, why does he feel bad? Well, why does he feel bad? Right. And that's something that you need to dig into, not just soothe with ice cream right. and not just tell them, oh, you shouldn't feel bad. You should well, never feel and bad. I don't think that Here's he, some ice cream. That's the thing, too. The kid, the kid didn't feel bad. That's like, what I'm saying. That she, she is, told him she's to come blowing over. this out of proportion yeah. and she is programming him. Yep. She is she's programming him for how to react the next time yep. somebody dares to ask him what he said or to question right. his words or no, motivations. she intervened. The whole thing was going down like a very typical eight to six-year-old, you know, exchange. Right. Until she said, she called his name and told him to come over and he thought she was going to yell at him. And she goes, no, no, you're not in trouble. I'm just mad at that kid. I'm mad at that kid. So she was evidently paying more attention than you were. Oh, yeah, I was reading. I yeah. wasn't. I wasn't listening because unless somebody's crying you know it's like they're fine they're playing and they're they're working it out mm -mm -mm. so well we had a this is kind of a, on the same subject i think but we had a scandal in indiana where that pastor from warsaw came out i sent you the story <clears throat> yeah he was, i didn't know he was from indiana i'm just not warsaw. interested in the hot topics like the ones that everybody's talking about we've got a person who used to go to our church who apparently i'm not on facebook very much but mm. according to luke see i don't know about somebody this. from our church has Spill. been posting constantly about it and this is why people are traumatized at church and this is why i believe in the me too movement and this is why right I'm why aren't you interested yeah. in talking about this this is right in our strike zone no because i don't because i am not interested in confronting people who are so busy talking like that that they're not ever going to listen like sh that person that that i'm talking about is not in a position to hear me right i've private messaged her specifically before and said things like hey here's a thing that's going on you know in your life that i think i can offer some insight in 
and just was blown off. Right. Because she doesn't want to hear anything. She wants to do all the preaching. She literally wants to preach. She's been well, reading books lately about why, why women should be preachers. Why women so. should preach her. Yeah. That's why I sent you uh, the link because I thought it was interesting. I thought, first of all, it happened in Indiana, you know, right here. So I'm kind of proud of that. You know, we've got a, we've got a national scandal right here in Warsaw, Indiana. You know, I mean, that doesn't happen all the time. Pastor confesses to adultery and steps down, but leaves out the fact that the person that he was committing the so-called adultery with was a that 16 was, year old teenager. Right. That was the first factor that yeah. he was, you know, he, he said it as adultery but he, but he t- left out that it was actually statutory rape. Right. Um, and he just sort of glossed over that, mm-hmm. which is one element of it. Um, the other element of it was the, the reaction mm-hmm. of the congregation to right. both the pastor and the woman who he had uh, had relations with 20 years ago right. and her husband. I thought the whole dynamic was... I thought that was her brother. Interesting. That was her brother who was up on stage. Was it her brother? Maybe it was. I, I don't know. I think it, I thought it was her husband because, because he know. said, we're not going to have this in our house anymore. And he made a big spectacle of giving back some uh, symbol, some, some necklace or something that the pastor had given them that was representative of something. And he was like, we're not going to have it in our house because he's whatever. And so what I thought was, what I thought was remarkable, and I think it kind of goes to what you were talking about just a minute ago, is is people's tendency to to be very, very quick and uh, strong in their criticism of other people and their supposed wrongdoing, and and not not willing to uh, not willing to hold themselves accountable to the same standards because we've talked about uh, granted and i had this conversation with gary yesterday briefly after the wise fools was over and he said well you know she was a 16 year old girl and so i and and the implication is that a 16 year old girl is not responsible for what the decisions that she makes and i said yeah but 16 is not six and i said if if we're going to say that that a child at some point is capable of knowing right from wrong, because that's really all this boils down to. At 16, I think the girl knew that the pastor was married, and I think if she'd been to church more than once, she probably knew that married people, that you're not supposed to be you're not supposed to be messing around with married people if you're not I think she knew all of that. I don't think it was a I don't think it was this innocent little naive girl who put herself in the, you know, in the charge of a, of a pastor and he, he's all to blame for it. Yeah. I, I think what it is, and this is not the direction that you expected this conversation to go. I think for me, it never goes the direction I expect. I just, I, I have too many things in my own community to work out and to sort out and that Mm -hmm. are complicated that I just am not interested in other people's business at this stage in my life. It's like watching the way that the that the congregation reacted to his confession. It's like, yeah, okay, so that guy seems to have celebrity status in his church, but I don't know because I've never been there. They cheered right. and gave him a standing ovation just for saying for coming forward. Right. But at the same time, they didn't have all of the information. And so when somebody storms the stage and grabs the microphone in the middle of a Sunday service, mm-hmm. and you're not expecting that, and all the elders are obviously agitated and trying to, you know, everybody knew that something was going to go down because the girl was the, the girl was uh, filming them. 
So she, they knew that they had anticipated that something was going to go down on that Sunday. Right, but I do, I don't know the details. I can't even keep track of no. all the the details. You know, minute to minute, play by plays of the drama in my own church, and that's the, what I'm saying. The challenge is that we can't talk about our own church because um, because that would be that's also inappropriate. So we can talk about well, and also because. Because what I'm saying is that when it's my own family or my own church or my own neighborhood or my own community, I can't talk about it because it's still above my ability to sort out. It's still beyond my ability to stand as the Solomon. I brought this up a few episodes ago, Mm. a few episodes of the podcast ago, to say, here's my declaration. Here's how we shall proceed. This is what we should have done since that didn't happen. Here then is how we we should handle this. And I can't. I don't know what the correct verdict in any of these cases is. All I know is how to tell my children how they should behave as individuals when something very quick, you know, happens in our own life. All I can say is, Colin, it's okay for you to tell another child, we don't say that in my house because this is why. Right, but you're not telling your children anything differently than you would tell another member of the congregation. You don't have different... Right, but standards I of have, behavior. What I'm saying is, this issue has not come up in my life. It hasn't. There has not been a situation where a pastor stood up to give a pseudo apology, and then two seconds later, after we thought he was doing a really hard thing by bearing his soul and being vulnerable and, con- and confessing, then two seconds later, whiplash. Somebody else in the congregation is up there, and now it's a he said, she said, and right. what do we believe? Like I've never had that be presented to me, and so I can't. I can't very well say, oh. To anyone who goes to that church, here is what you should be doing. Like, here's how you can tell what to believe at this point, and here's what you can do going forward. Like, I don't have the ability to do that. It's just way, way too complex. I, I think for the most part for me, the reason I stand, I stick with topics about parenting and talking to very small children is because by the time they get to the age of the mother who is sitting behind me at McDonald's, I literally don't know what to do for them anymore. Right. Right. I, I do not know what to do for that person. And as as bad as it sounds to say it, I think it's probably a faith issue for me to even say, can Ugh. God can God still do something with that ignoramus, with that, you know, CD Hoosier mom who barely knows how to pronounce <laughs> certain words in the English language? Can God use even that? Will he? Does she want that? I would say probably not. So, So then what do we do? How then should we live? I don't know. I'm going to keep raising my children because that's all I can handle right now. Mm. Mm. That's why I'm not on Facebook. I'm not I'm not bothering with lady who used to go to our church now and has lived in another state for several years. I've been keeping tabs on her through social media for a long time and I finally went, I got to stop this because it's maddening. She's in my opinion is ruining her life and the life of all of her family members and there's nothing I can do about it. Right. So I'm turning it off. Right. So, so yeah, when it comes to somebody, just because they're in Indiana somewhere at a church I've never seen doesn't mean that I have to take interest because I can't. It's well, too I much. Do. I do. I just, it's, it's good. It's good that the, it's good that the hometown scandal is making some <laughs> It's not headlines. our hometown though. Like, well, but it's close enough. It's not Kokomo. We can be there in a little more, a little more than an hour. Yeah. Not, not something I'm 
particularly involved with. And I know a lot of the people in our vicinity, in our network, are talking about school shootings right now, too. And I'm like, I've been telling you to homeschool your kids for years, and you keep telling me no. So if you get serious about protecting your kids from madmen wielding guns, then keep them at home. That is... That has been my stance too, and I haven't gotten a whole lot of pushback yet. I mean, I haven't had I haven't had a lot of people shaming me. I think maybe what's happening is I've been doing this long enough now that the people who are the people who are really really mad at me just don't come around anymore. I think is what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it's at a point where where I can't help it. I'm going to say, well, if you're if you're super concerned about these school shootings, I mean. Just, just bring your kids home. Right. What, what is it? I, I had What's the. What's it gonna take? I had the idea yesterday morning while I was making coffee that what if this is, what if this is God's way of encouraging His people to stop sending their children to Caesar? All, all I'm saying is, what if those are messengers from God that are taking guns into the school? If many children were dying in homeschool events like co-ops and conferences. I guarantee you, everyone would be outlawing homeschooling. Everyone would be crying that we need to just make it illegal because homeschooling is so dangerous. Look at all the kids that are dying in homeschool. In homeschool situations, this is a dangerous situation. We need more accountability for homeschool families. Well, there are. But not when it's public school. Right. But when it's public school, we need to take away everybody's guns. Right. The guns are the problem, not the fact that you're sending all of your precious treasures to the same building 10 hours a day, five days to, a week. To an environment that where they are told that there is no God. Yeah. Or, or even, if, even if they're not directly told there is no God, they're told that belief in God is something that is needs to be kept separate from right. your public gatherings. And they're told that you're, you can just tell your peers not to bully you because they're not your boss and they you don't know right, any explanations. Right. You, you just wag your finger at them and tell them they're not the boss of you. Next time you're having fun with a kid who's pretending to be a dinosaur, <laughs> don't make me interrupt. You interrupt it. You, interrupt you tell him, I'm not going to play with you anymore because I don't like, because my mommy doesn't like what you just I said to me. I, I won't always be around to ruin your relationships. So you're going to have to learn how to do point, it yourself. you're going to have to step up and take over for me and you're, be as sensitive I, as I am. I can't. I cannot always be there to be insufferable for you. Listen, you you're know, going to have to learn how to be a turd on you your own. You know that in our house, our values are use the Lord's name in vain as much as possible. Well, you would know don't that. Don't even think about it. You'd know that it's if we talked to you ever, but we don't. So... Everything you've learned from us, you've learned vicariously by paying attention, not <laughs> because we have right directly now, tried to influence you. If I read things to you, I would read things to you that said God all the time in the most profane way possible. Right. So. Right. But I don't. So I'm telling you now that. Well, and I don't. We don't go to deal. church. Probably we're making all this up now. <laughs> we're building our own backstory. But we don't go to church. We used to go to church. Oh, that's a better toad. That's better. Colin's sitting that, another toad on the. That team. was about a. A fifth the size of the first toad, so uh, um, smaller toad. Guy like Collins comes in, his hands are covered They're in mud, just <laughs> trashed. And he opens them up, and there's a toad in there. It's like totally yep, trashed. That's that's a summer picture right there. Uh, um, so yeah, we have we used to go to church, but now we don't go to church anymore because those people are awful, and they judged us, and they tried to be our boss, and we will not tolerate that. (laughs) Those pleasant and polite kids who are including you in their game 
are the worst. Those potential friends are terrible, terrible people. They're terrible. It's like all the people who are, you're not on social media anymore, but the, the memes are flying around about thoughts and prayers and basically thoughts and prayers don't do any good and it, it mock those people for their thoughts and prayers because they're doing yeah. nothing. And it's like, well, what are you doing? Right, you I know? agree. Besides making fun of people who are offering no. thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers don't stop school shootings. Being really bitter toward Christians doesn't stop school right. shootings either. You know what helps? I brought my kids home because I want to keep them safe. That's my that, my stance. Is, you know what actually does help? I, I went back and forth with our friend from Chicago. Uh-huh. Yes, I said, well, what, what actually does help? The action that I'm taking is I'm just telling people again and again and again that the Holy Spirit will fix it so that you don't shoot people. Oh, yeah. You were talking about, you compared it to abortion. And this is a person who won't even answer straight the question of, are you pro-choice? Because, well, eventually she said, I am personally pro-choice. I would never have one. And I'm like, okay, I've played this game with people before. You're being a manipulative person right now. By I told my daughters to behave this way, too. And it's like, do you support... A woman's right to choose. Outlawing the practice. No, Would she you does not. say that it is a Christian's duty to write laws that prohibit abortion? No, no. I guarantee you that she doesn't. And shooting kids in school is illegal. So I'm consistent. That was my point. What I wrote about Carl was I said, I, I will not tolerate the people who are pro choice lecturing me on the evils of school shooting. Right. I won't stand for it. And it's she like, was you, like, you have murdered way more babies than and any she shooters. Wrote, she wrote eight paragraphs that boiled down to, this post was about me and I do not like it. I am triggered and am convicted triggered. and how dare you? You are not the boss of me, John Brannion. <laughs> Somebody needs to buy her some ice cream. I just can't imagine, like you, you picture what kind of outrage there would be if pro-lifers went so far that they started saying we needed to outlaw syringes and scalpels on top of oh, abortion. Yeah, That's yeah. what we're dealing with now. Yeah, it's illegal to shoot kids in school. Saline. You can't, we're going to outlaw salt because right. that's being used, it's being to, used to, kill to, children. to kill children. That's what she said. Ban assault rifles, she said, point blank. And I said, first of all, uh, I said the church lady has a crystal ball that told her that an assault rifle ban would have prevented this particular tragedy. Yeah, this would have, so this would have stopped it. Make sure we all pay. Well, up. that so that whole argument—I didn't even go into that—but I've been down that road before too with people who are like, Dude, the assault rifles can kill so many more people so quickly. I said, so your problem is not your problem is not that school children are being killed; it's how so many are being killed. Right. And if so, you shot them one at a shot time, them one at a time after their mother paid the shooter because she said that she wasn't ready to be a mother at this moment in her life, then it's okay. Right, right. Yeah. So you're you're very specific and targeted in your outrage, and you're you'll tolerate you'll tolerate abortion for any reason at any time. Yes, that's fine. Well, they have to- they have swallowed shooters the idea that with assault rifles. Our religion should not be used to impose upon other women's uteruses. That's what they think. Our religion <laughs> should not be used. But then she turns around and says, oh, "It seems like in scripture there's something about there's something about loving your neighbor and compassion." And I said, yep, yep. "If you're," I said, "God has not given you the authority to remove my guns." He hasn't. I'm unfortunately for you. Yeah, I God saw did that. not give you the that authority. That confused her. She had no idea what you were talking oh, about. Oh, yes, she did. She said, and she then said, "Well, show me where in Scripture it says you get to keep them." And I said, "That's not how it works. You have to show me where God gave you permission to take something from me that's never been used inappropriately." And then 
We're, we can talk from there. But she doesn't. She she plays the whole God says blah, blah, blah when she wants the pro-lifers to do something right. for her. That's my and point. And then religion shouldn't play a part in politics when it comes to her voting well, on abortion. What what frosts me, what, what makes me lose my cool and I find it impossible to be funny in, is... Uh, is the accusations that follow that the, you Christians, you say you're pro-life, but you don't care about babies after they're born and you don't care enough to vote for people who, who politicians who can stop this. And it's like, well, you haven't voted for politicians who stopped it either. And right. I'm just tired of the accusations. I'm, I'm tired of it being my fault. I managed to be funny. I tagged our friend Jasmine because Jas- Jasmine went back and forth with her for just one quick comment. Jasmine posted the thing about forks. Yes, she posted the satire thing about how forks need and, to be out. And it was effective because the person came back and said, this is the least funny thing I've ever seen. And it's like, I thought it was, right. I thought it was great. Yeah, it was And great. I said to Jasmine, I, I preempted that comment too, because even before the other lady came back, I said to Jasmine, listen, the church lady says we should ban, we should ban assault rifles. This is not a time to mock and I use the word mock because right. that's usually what church ladies say when right. you church are laughing. Church ladies do not like to be mocked when they're being righteous. And you don't take them seriously enough when they're issuing their commands from on high. Yeah. Right. They, they, do, they are not bad. Because when you mock a, a professing Christian, then that is equivalent to mocking God. Right. Yep. They speak for God, so you know. Yeah. When I, when I mock Christians for their silliness... Then they get they ruffle their feathers and say, "You God will not be mocked," yes. and it never occurs to them <laughs> that they're t- we're not talking to God. That right we're now. not talking to God. We're talking to you, you are not Him. Yeah, and that that's the point about the laws too. Because I am all about like talking about which which laws would God support. I think that our country needs yeah, to align their laws with God's laws. Me that's too. why murder should be outlawed, i.e., abortion. All murder. Yeah, right. and that's why scalpels. And syringes and assault weapons all are tools that should be treated accordingly. And the people who use them wrongly should I'm be punished. I'm just asking for some consistency. Yeah, that's, that's all, all. I want. If you're, all. Going to, if you're going to stand opposed to shooting children in school, then you must also oppose scraping children out of their wombs. Shooting them in the heart with yeah. a vial of solution. You, you have to be. And I am consistent. And I said that in my article. I said, look, the problem is not me. Because I have been opposed to killing babies Yep. You know, in all forms yep. since the beginning. And that's where they in go. Fact, the, the headline. Me too, personally, I just think my neighbor should be allowed to do it. The headline, that's and all. this this triggered this triggered one of our mutual friends. He said, I saw what you said on your on your post about, how did you put it? Uh, I, I don't support, and I said, I said, I don't support uh, shooting school children, school children even, even if, if they, they were, were conceived, conceived in rape yep. or incest. Mm-hmm. And he said, I thought that was good, but is it too soon? And I said, it depends on who you ask. No, you can't go soon enough. The others aren't going to wait. The stupid anti-gun crowd isn't going to wait. The stupid no. pro-choice crowd never waits. No, Obama oh my was, gosh. 10 minutes after it happened, Obama was talking about how we don't you, love our children as much as we love our guns. I or told, uh, uh, what's her name? Um, Naomi Judd committed suicide a couple of weeks ago, and then her own daughter one week later on Mother's on Day, Mother's Day yeah. wrote a tribute to her dead mom as an abortion activist right. and said, remember today on this day to honor your mother and all mothers and remember that all motherhood should be chosen. Should be chosen, yeah. All I mean, of that. How, how depraved can you get? How depraved, right? <laughs> I mean, there are people 
in the in the church, and I understand this and I feel for them, who read something like that and, and don't even begin to know how to process it because that is such a depth of depravity and evil that yeah. that some people just can't even, That's Winona, can't even handle it. Winona it's, Judd for you. But, you know, yeah. my consolation was being reminded a few weeks later that she was the one who appeared at the uh, Women's March back in whenever that was, 2016 or whatever it was, with the pussy hats. Mm. And she was on stage wearing pink and started her speech with, I'm a nasty woman. <laughs> and did this like whole performance art thing. It was a spoken word poem about being a nasty well, woman. Well, that is, that is mockery of something that Trump said about Hillary, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, but she was embracing it. And right. so my comment was, oh, yeah, I can't be too mad at Winona. She warned us. Like, she's Well, but you horrible. know what they were trying to do? They were trying to seize the basket of deplorables. They were, right. they were trying to take something... You know, that Trump said and turned it against him right. the way Trump took something that Hillary said and turned it against her. Yeah, except the problem is that Winona Judd really is nasty. Right, that's like, what the they don't understand. Is, the reason that it's funny when deplorables talk about being deplorable is they're not really deplorable. Right. Not for the reasons that they're right. being accused the prob- of. The problem she's running into is she really is the kind of woman who grieves for her dead mother who who killed herself in such despair of life that she didn't even want to be on earth anymore. And she uses that opportunity yeah. to to virtue signal yep. her approval Takes of murdering it. babies. Right. So she really is a nasty, nasty, horrible, wicked To stand behind monster. doing the same thing to very, very small humans <laughs> who've never had the chance to speak for themselves. Yeah, yep. she's nasty. A monster gets up and says, with blood dripping from her fangs, I'm a monster. And that everybody's supposed to laugh and giggle. Isn't that funny? And it's like, no, you're looking at a monster. Well, that's true, actually. That's a terrible person. Who, she who, she's approves of killing babies. Have you guys ever seen a baby? That's a bad joke. Have that's you, not a joke. Have you ever seen a baby? They're they're pretty cute. That's how kids tell jokes. They're like, yeah. knock, knock, who's there? Me. I'm Silas. Like, <laughs> that's, that's how they tell jokes. And it's funny because it's like, only in the way that you get to appreciate that they don't appreciate. Right, 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 wrong. right. They don't under. It's funny because they have no idea why it's not funny. Right, and, and that's Winona for you, poor Winona in her forties or fifties, whatever, however old she is, and she's up there, <laughs> she's up there to cheers and applause from other nasty women. Right, you know, think, basking other people in the who glory have no sense of humor and not realizing how tragically funny it all is, like how. How this this it's darkly funny sad thing that happened, you know, the sad thing that her family is going through, right? And the only thing she knows how to do is is retreat back to her own religious beliefs, right? She just right. keeps going back to the church of death. Well, and it's horrifying, and hor- there's a fine line between horrifying and hysterical. We've talked about that many times, right. and it, it's it's horrifying because they are literally. They're, they're in darkness. They have no idea what to do. They cannot save themselves. They cannot help themselves because for whatever reason, this is something I may never know. It's God's, in God's plan for whatever reason, they don't know what we know. They don't have mm-hmm. the truth that we have. And so this is what happens to people. And we have talked, I was reading some of our old blog posts from from the atheists remember when the atheists were knocking around ark mm-hmm. and jay-z and nan and all those people yeah I, I gotta admit i kind of miss i kind of miss some of it but uh the the things that we learned the things that i learned from those couple of years where we were interacting with them is that 
that they just hate the truth. Yeah. They they hate wisdom and yeah. they hate knowledge. And you read the Proverbs and the, and the Psalms where it talks about the fools despise uh, knowledge. They, yeah. they, they right. hate it. Yeah. And it's like, that can't be true. It's absolutely true. Yep. They, they hate it. And so what they do is they go the opposite direction and they say, I'm a nasty woman. <laughs> and they think they're making a joke. They think they're being ironic and funny. Yep. But they're just they're just proclaiming what the Bible says, and that is that they are there is no goodness in them and no hope. It is it is very hard for me to yeah, it's hard for me to engage that really with people right now because um, because I understand hating not being in control. Like there's a mm-hmm. part of me, the human part of me knows why they don't want to go and submit to God. Like if you're not the one who gets to control your own uterus, you know, your own body or your own circumstances, if you can't choose when and how you feel happy, like her mother who struggled with depression was not able to find the right cocktail of medications slash performing, you know, slash hobbies and other things to keep her perpetually happy. To keep euphoria at a peak. Yep. Yep. And so there's a resentment that it would be very easy for that to build up. You know, actually, Satan tempted Jesus with one of the things he tempted him with was glory and recognition and power mm-hmm. and, you know, giving him all these kingdoms. And um, and you can say that it was silly for Satan to even suggest something like that because it wasn't his to give. But, um, but the point is, I can understand, again, from the human perspective, why that would be something you would deeply desire. Like, I really want to have... I really want to be a church lady who can just stand up and say, attention, everyone, we need to, uh, you know, ban all assault rifles and have everybody go, wow, that's so brilliant of you. Yes, ma'am. And then we implement that. And then it works perfectly in school shootings stop. Like, that would be great, wouldn't it? If if a word from our mouth manifested in such a way as that. Uh But, yeah, I look at where the atheists that we used to speak to have ended up. And I look at Winona Judd. And I look at... Pretty much every feminist, you know, pro-abortion activist you've ever heard of. The person who's telling us that that we should ban assault rifles. Yep. And, uh, and the girl who used to go to our church and has been up on a soapbox lately about the guy who, the pastor in Indiana who was. After her, after yeah. her long-winded thing about, well, you know, there's hypocrisy on both sides. Hypocrisy on both sides, which is another thing that I don't allow to happen anymore. I don't allow them to go, well, you know, there's bad, there's hypocrisy on both sides. I spelled out, again, what I said in my post, and I said, so show me where my hypocrisy is. Yeah. And that was it. I didn't hear from her again because there wasn't any hypocrisy on my side. I was not being a hypocrite. Right. I am, I am opposed to a, shooting kids in school. Well, good for me, and I'm also opposed to abortion. Hopefully she has been reminded. She gets every six months the reminder of why she doesn't comment on your stuff very often. Hopefully she remembers <laughs> she keeps forgetting. it makes her look foolish. <laughs> she keeps forgetting. I should go in and say something to John because he's way out of line. Here's it's like, John oh, crap, again. I'm going to set him straight again. <laughs> oh, wait, this is why I don't bother. Oh, now I remember why I don't talk to him anymore. It doesn't feel good to go and I don't get cheers like I do at the Women's March. And he doesn't back down. You know, he doesn't, John doesn't have the good sense to back down when I'm speaking. He doesn't have the good sense to apologize and grovel and try to make me happy. I'm not saying that I'm, I'm not saying I'm right. I'm not saying you're a bad person for 
Oh my gosh, yeah. Are you pro-choice? And she would not answer that question. And it's like, yeah, I'm done with you. And if you you jumped in and talked to her because I was like, yeah, it, it's that's the reason I asked the question. I didn't figure she'd answer it. Was this was this episode remotely sensical? Did anything jive together? I don't know. Huh. I can't I can't remember. I know that there was a toad earlier on. <laughs> There were a lot of toads. That made sense to me. Yeah. When he when he took the frisbee away and I saw the toad, I had a moment of clarity. That is a toad. Yeah. Go find a toad, Carl. <laughs> That's what we're saying. Thanks for visiting the Comedian's House. If you want to spend more time with our family, you can follow John Branion on YouTube and Facebook. Also email nextdoor at johnbranion.com with your comments and questions. We'll see you next time.